Hey, Top Fans, it's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry here with another Clubhouse, another edition. This one's going to get fun. Tonight, we're having a little bit of a conversation with a rivalry, which is great. We have a San Francisco Giants fan in Jen, and we have Mike, um, who's a Los Angeles Dodger fan. And, and they may know each other just a little bit, uh, at least for the past couple of years. Um, so this is going to get fun. Uh, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing what you think, by all means. Uh, make comments on the website on how you feel about it or, or download it on our um, either on our site or through Spotify. So besides for those commercials, let's get started. Mike, you've been here before, but a little intro on yourself and your team. How you doing, Bill? Uh, Dodger right. fan. Uh, been a Dodger fan since about 1974. Uh, just diehard Dodger fan. Love my baseball. There you go. And Jen? Is that the year you were born? No. <laughs> um, I'm Jen, Giants fan. Uh, been a Giants, I don't know, I'll say since I was born in 82. So much younger than old Mike over there, rocking away in his rocking chair. That's right. <laughs> Top fans, you can't see this because you're listening to it on the podcast, but Mike's rocking in a rocking chair and and Jen and, and, uh, and Mike are related, so they may take extraordinary shots. Please don't think I'm not interrupting them because I mean they're relatives, so they're allowed to do whatever they're going to do. And Jen, this is your first time in the clubhouse, so welcome. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. Podcast, so a little nervous. Ah, don't worry about it. We, we won't boo you. Um, all right. So tell me what made you a fan. Jen, we're going to start with you. Tell me what made you a fan of, of the Giants. Yeah, well, I'm born and raised San Franciscan. Uh, I, you know, moved away for a stint to Santa Cruz, but never really made it far from the team. And I know Mikey's throwing all sorts of shade just because I was born. It's just he's jealous because he didn't have a team in his city. Uh, but I guess my earliest sort of Giants recollection was uh, the San Francisco Public Library used to have this summer reading program. And if you read enough books, you got free tickets to the Giants game. And they were always like super nosebleed candlestick seats. But I think those are, I would say when I really turned like a fan, you know, cause it was my first go into the game and, you know, rooting in life in real time. Kind of one of those things where you had to earn it. So it was a lot more, more exciting yeah yeah i guess yeah yeah good for you what about you mikey what made you a fan of the team i know we've uh, had this have, discussion before but yeah uh, I, I got mine from a couple uncles um who grew up dodger fans um they lived in montana so i guess about the only games they got were dodger games on the radio and stuff and that's who they uh you know started to follow and my dad wasn't the kind of dad that just pushed, pushed giants on me, you know, cause we're, I live in Northern California, born and raised. <clears throat> um, and I, yeah, I was lucky enough to latch onto the Dodgers at an early age. Lucky enough. Is that the same way you'd refer to that, Jim? Yeah. You know, I don't know if I call it that, but I guess this coming out of this last year, you can go ahead and ride that. 
Yeah, we'll go. get down to that. I think there's a question about one of those things yes. coming up pretty soon. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. So uh, all, all I have to say is I need to be invited to the next family reunion picnic. <laughs> I will bring the chicken or whatever you're barbecuing. Just let me be there and let me be at the two of your table so we can just talk baseball for a few minutes. Uh, we'll there remove we all go. sharp objects. But this will be We fun. have them a lot, actually. So. <laughs> There you go. All right. So poison his uh, sandwiches. Yeah. Perfect. That's a story for another time. So Mike, I'm going to, the next question is for you. So give me a nostalgic experience that you've had with your, your team, Um, either at a stadium, actually watching a game, something that, something that brings to light a positive experience when it comes to the Dodgers. Uh, mine has to be the 1988 World Series. I wasn't there, but Kirk Gibson's um, home run in game one and just that, that's my uh, my big Dodger moment there. You know, as crazy as that sounds, I actually can remember the smell of the room and what I was eating and where I was at when that happened. And I was actually watching it with a little TV tray. I was a lot younger than I am now. And I had a full head of hair back then. And I'm watching a TV tray and I'm eating spaghetti and I'm having a soda. Uh, one of those Coke classics when they brought back the actual Coke classics. And I remember drinking it. And when the home run happened, I jumped up and I swallowed. And I, my dad thought I was choking. But I can remember the smells in the room, everything. Because that was a great Dodger memory. I Jen, can tell you what I was eating. I was eating pizza. So there you go. There you go. Can you imagine being in the rear view mirror and the fans are going crazy and you left the park because you thought you lost? Anyways, Jen, what about you? Nostalgic uh, experience with the Giants? Yeah. Um, I'd have to say uh, my husband and I were lucky enough to have been at Matt Kane's perfect game. Oh. So uh, we were sitting in club level front row and club level. We got free tickets from a friend of mine that worked for the giants. And, uh, I mean, history, right. We got to be there for it. Yeah. I, on the other hand, drink a lot of beer. So I don't exactly remember what I was eating. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So Jen, I got to tell you a positive experience I had with the giants. The Matt Cain thing is, is pretty cool, but I can take it back even further to the 89 World Series mm-hmm. when when the earthquake happened. Because mm-hmm. being a Dodger fan, being a Giants fan, right? You know, nothing good happens to the Dodgers, right? And vice versa, right? But that's the competitive nature. But when the earthquake happened, I realized that these guys were just guys. Mm-hmm. And they had families. They had, like, I actually felt something for the Giants. I thought, okay, this, it, it put it in perspective after what had happened because some sometimes rivalries can go too far. Right. And that, that could be a bad thing. And so I actually had a lot of respect for the giants and how they handled that and how they let the players families come down. And it just, it taught me a lot out of a really bad experience. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I mean, I can only imagine how Jen felt because I mean, Santa Rosa, like I said, is about 60, 68 miles away. And our house shook majorly. So 
her being right near the epicenter, literally by, you know, she, what are you, three to five miles away from there, Jen? No, I think the epicenter for 89 was actually in Santa Cruz. Oh, it was? Yeah, I don't think people realize that, but it was in Santa Cruz, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if it hit us as hard as it did, well, I know it caused me to be wrong, but for some reason, I, when I went to college in Santa Cruz, I feel like I, I learned that fact. Yeah. But it did yeah. major major damage in San Francisco too. So, oh, for and sure. I just know how bad it shook our our area. So, and you're closer yeah. to it than we were. So, I was also young. You know, it was, uh, and I I had my earthquake <laughs> safety training. So I climbed under the dining room table at my grandma's house, and you know, I can remember yeah. that clearly. <laughs> yeah, I. Um... We didn't feel that one so much in Southern California, but when the Northridge one hit, and I when I had just got out of the shower, I was getting ready to go to school, and there was a a gal that lived right next door that apparently I found out later, years later, that she had a crush on me, and like an idiot, you run to the doorway, right? I didn't think to run to my bedroom doorway. I ran to the front door with a towel wrapped around my waist, waiting for the shaking to stop, and she's standing right there, and I'm like, hi. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I'm like, ah, what can you do? But that's that was a positive experience that I had with the the Giants and seeing how they handled all of that. That was great. Um, okay, so Jen, this this question's to you. What uh, makes you not like the other team? What makes you not like the Giant or the Dodgers? I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> I mean, I. I'm not sure that like I need any more. It's just instilled. It's it's part of the badge that we wear. Also, you know, as a true San Franciscan, I hate LA just in general. So <laughs> I know that's going to get me a couple booze. Little salty Jen. That's that's honest. I disagree, but that's honest. <laughs> so you know, it's just all friends. There you go. What about you, Mikey? Well. It's just a known fact that I live in Northern California and I'm a diehard Dodger fan. Uh, you know, 98% of the people are either Giants fans around here or A's Dodgers kind of like right in there. You get like the 2% of the A's are irrelevant. You know that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I, I get a lot of comments just walking around a mall for crying out loud. I, and over the years, I've built up a hatred for San Francisco. I think the town stinks. It just smells even. Like and, you. And like I you. hate the Giants, and I, I hate their fans. <laughs> I mean, the Las Vegas A's are are <clears throat> relatively relevant, right? No. The um, so, so, Jen, I got to tell you one experience that made me go – Hmm. The Giants and Dodgers always seem to have the end of the season stuff, right? Hmm. It, and I don't know if the schedule makers are like, okay, let's just give these people heart attacks in San Francisco and LA, or just like, hey, we're going to play a bad joke, or whether they're drunk and they're making the schedule and they're like, okay, why not? Or that, or the money, right? So I want to say it was it maybe it was 1997 or 1998, somewhere in there. Dodgers go into San Francisco in a candlestick. They've got to win one out of three games. 
and we've been down this road before we've seen this right and the uh the first night barry bonds hits a home run off darren dryford and he starts running down the first baseline and does this little curly thing and keeps going down i'm like hmm, you just don't show up you know people like that and being a pitcher growing up in high school and college my first thing was Barry, you better duck on the next pitch because this ain't going to, you're not going to like how this is going to play itself out. Darren Dreyford was more professional than I would have been, but I love that rivalry. But that was, that was one of those times I'm like, did we have to lose? You guys won all three games, by the way, and knocked us out of the playoffs. I thought, did we have to lose all three? Come on. But I'll never forget Barry Bonds doing that little twirl. Do you remember this? Do you remember doing this? I, I do not remember that. I mean, I remember that series. I cannot go all the way back to that twirl. Uh, Oof. I I hated it because I was a pitcher. <laughs> you just there's certain things you just don't do, right? But they all showboat, whatever. If, if you like, recall all though, the athletes, they all showboat and if you re- not as much back then though as they, they're allowed to do now. I mean, yeah. now they flipped about 30 feet in the air. Freaking yes. do a somersault down the first baseline. I mean, it's yep. getting ridiculous. Yep. I don't think no, I've seen a somersault that, down at the first baseline. Yeah. It's just about Being a little theatrical, Jen. <laughs> but but Mike's right though. Back then you didn't do that as much. Nowadays it's it's insane what you see different players do, right? And and now they're just saying, Oh, just let them play. What do you mean let them play? Show respect for the game. Well, they also like make money off all that stuff. Like I remember when Milky Cabrera was on the Giants and they would have this like whole milkman thing that would come out like at some point in the game, you know, they make a a whole thing off of. No, Milky Cabrera who got busted for steroids. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Yeah, we all remember him. Wasn't the first, Milky the last, you know? Nope. Funny how you no, bring up steroids when we're talking about Barry Bonds. I think maybe that's what sparked my <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mikey, next question is yours. Uh, what's one of your favorite memories um, against the Giants, against your rival team? <laughs> I can just come back to last season, just knocking them out of the playoffs. That's, I mean, it doesn't get, it'll never happen again like that. So, yeah. She she can't battle us there. I believe Jen was at. Were you at? Were you at that game, Jen? No, I went to. Um, yes, I was there. Yeah. So yeah, just I was there. celebrating <laughs> at Oracle, just bouncing all over their field, mm-hmm. and then Buster into retirement. Just yeah, great mm-hmm. memory there. Love it, Mikey. Though you hold on a second, Jen. Before you rebut that. Mikey, you and I can both agree, even though it was a called third strike, it, he didn't go around. I don't care. Yeah. I wouldn't care either. What, what happened I wouldn't care month, either. <laughs> what happened two months earlier when it happened to us? And and we did strike the guy out and it wasn't called a strikeout and we lost. So but it didn't end our season. No, no, but still, it doesn't matter. Too bad. That's that's probably true. That's probably true. Okay, Jen, favorite memory against the Dodgers. Um, actually I will say it's, I met my husband at a Giants Dodgers game. So 
So I like her to- husband, by the way. I'll just say that. His name's Bill. <laughs> hey, we like that. So if I had him on, would he say the same thing? Never mind, just kidding. Don't don't answer that. No, Bill Bill has probably like some memory from 20,000 years ago when he was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you Bill, what. Bill is the one that could get on and talk like a lot of like very tactical conversations around baseball. I'll, I'll tell you what, when the Dodgers and Giants are playing or the uh, Red Sox and Yankees are playing, it just seems to be just a little bit more fun, <laughs> right? There's a thousand different um, memories that I have. I mean, I, I loved, though I didn't like how it started, I loved the little brouhaha's between Bumgarner and Puig. Yeah. I and- wish they would have just actually let them. They should have just said, enough of this dancing. You two have done this like three times. Mm-hmm. Just let them fight. Just fight it out. Fight. I don't fight to the death. I don't even care. Just get um, it over with. But be amazing. Bum and fight. Bumgarner is outweighed by like 60 pounds by Puig. It's not a fair fight. Well, right? I don't know. Bumgarner's that country strong though. He's uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I bet Bumgarner would kick the crap out of Puig. It's a possibility. It's and a possibility. Not a I hate Bumgarner. I'm not a Puig fan at all. I do not like the way that guy played. And boy, what a waste of a talent that was. Talk about bat flips and talk about stupid things around the bases, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You couldn't even know how to play the game the right way. And it was horrible to watch. I mean, some of the plays were flat out crazy good. He could have been Mike Troutish. I mean, he, he had that kind of skill if he would just put his mind to it and yeah what a waste so so jen you would never have seen this on tv but one of i'm not going to say it's my favorite dodger giants memory i'll say it's one of the funniest that i've seen and i've seen a lot of funny weird things in baseball um back in the frank mccourt era when he owned the dodgers he thought it would be a good idea so jen have you ever been dodger stadium I've not. Okay. It used to be the left field and the right field pavilions used to not be connected to the rest of the stadium. Okay. Now it is. Now they've made it where it's connected, but it used to not be connected. So if you were sitting in the left field pavilion, you couldn't get to the rest of the stadium. Um, and so Frank McCord thought it'd be a good idea on, I can't remember if it was Tuesdays and Thursdays or some ridiculous thing like that that it was all you can eat hot dogs for like 10 bucks. Right. And um, all you can eat hot dogs. And <laughs> that sounds really gross. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Now it's like all you can eat hot dog soda and whatever for 20 bucks or something like that. But anyways, he did this in the Giants were in town and Barry Bonds had hit a home run early on in the game. And um, he, I don't know if he rounded the bases, did something stupid, but somehow or another, the Dodger fans were getting on him for something. Well, a lot of those all-you-can-eat hot dogs were getting thrown at Barry the next inning, and they actually had to stop the warm in between the warm-ups to pick up hot dogs. Barry was getting pelted. The PA system had to come on and say, please don't throw stuff on the field. And it was funny because, not that they were being disrespecting Barry Bonds, but it was funny because when you're thinking about doing a promotion, yeah. don't do it against a rival. 
because you don't know what's going to happen. When you're giving somebody all you can eat food and you're supplying them with alcohol as well. Yeah. And Barry Bonds is close to you. Like, how do you not see this coming? I, I, I almost mean, if that was the giant stadium, there would have just like, they would have had the end of the game for all the seagulls that would have been there, like right. eating all the hot dogs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you, you do know us being a little bit older than Jen. A little they bit. Used to have, they used to have like bat, literal yeah. wooden bat giveaways. Oh, I remember like the little ones are big. I remember no. the little ones. I remember like, I, ones. no, they did that too, but no. They bats. I mean, not a major league size bat, but like something you'd swing in little league or something. You, right. They would give you a bat. So if something would go haywire during bat night, boy, <laughs> I, I I don't ever recall anything happening. But man, those could have gone haywire quick if just something would have happened. At Angel Stadium, Jen, they used to give away the little bats all the time in yeah. the 80s and early 90s. But you're right, Mikey. It, it was just... And careful on that age thing, okay? I don't want to feel too old. How about little? I tell you what. I hope you're referring to your cousin. <laughs> just, I don't even know. Jen, Jen, you're an 80s baby, aren't you? Did you even make it in the 70s? No, I'm an 80s baby. Yeah, you piece of crap. <laughs> and, and my daughter is named after Madison Bumgarner. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, Mikey's nemesis. I don't, <laughs> I don't like her. Gosh, you don't say that about your niece. There you go. Okay, final question before we talk offline for a few minutes. Final question. What are we looking forward to in the 2022 season, assuming that we have it? What are we looking forward to in the 2022 season? And what are we most concerned about happening? Jenny, you want to take this one first? Sure. Um. I'm just, I'm excited to get back like in the park. You know, I think I had a couple young children and then COVID hit and, and, you know, going to, we used to go to so many games every year and it was sort of part of our lifestyle. And I'm, I'm just like excited. I want to, I want to get back in the park. I want to like, you know, be in the dirt and, and be in the crowd and, you know, just feel it again, I guess, because it, it feels like that was so long ago. Um, I, and then, concern, you know, I'm concerned that I'm, I'm sad that Buster's gone. You know, I like, look, I, the, I was so in it, like the, you know, those years, like I, I got to be here. We got to, you know, be part of the team. I was like on TV a bunch of times in like on the jumbotrons in the games, living it and, and, you know, young and, and had money to go to the games. And so I'm going to miss, like, I feel like I grew up with like Buster and, and Bumgarner and, you know, like they're all there's, you know, we have Crawford and belt left from that crew, but you know, that's a concern for me. And, and, and also we, we came off not a winning all time winning season, but a good season, right. 107 games. And I don't know, like, you know, how do you how do you come back for that again? Just you don't because it's not going to happen again. Well, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> hey, listen, Mike. Uh, she, I hate to say it, but she's kind of got a point here because if you ask most people at the beginning of the last season if they thought the Giants would win 107 games and win the West with that lineup, they would have probably said no. 
Oh, I totally agree. The fact what? that the Dodgers were only one game behind them is pretty damn incredible, really. You say well, someone's going to win 107 games and another team's even going to be close to them in that division, it's usually not happening. Yeah. Well, you guys, I, Crawford had a great season last season. Um, I wonder, I, by the way, if Buster Posey's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, then I'd give up on the Hall of Fame. Um, I wouldn't vote for him. You Hater. wouldn't vote for him. No, he didn't play Hater. long enough. He didn't play long enough. If he gets in, Thurman Munson has to get in. I mean, has Thurman Munson been in since when did he die in the early 80s? I mean, 79. Yeah. If, Thur if Thurman Munson didn't get in, why should Buster? Their, their numbers are comparable. Hmm. That's a good question. Ooh, that's I'll have to look up those numbers. Oh, now you're making me and by think. The way, it's not just numbers. I mean, it's Will not Smith just in his first three years is on that kind of track already. So watch well, out. You and I both agree on that. Yeah. What were you saying, Jen? It's not just numbers. What? Yeah, you know, like I it's when you talk about Hall of Fame and stuff, it's not just numbers, it's a whole it's your whole person, your personality. It's what you contribute to the game, to the community. Is that why Barry Bonds isn't in? No comment. <laughs> the, um, uh, the one thing, Jen, I think I, I wonder if I knew Buster and, and I could ask him this and he'd give me a truthful answer, like no press, no nothing. I'd ask him, are you retiring because you haven't fully recovered from your leg injury? I wonder if that has a lot to do with it because he's still young. He can still play. He's at the top of his game. I wonder how much that leg injury affects what, what do you think? I mean, am I off base there? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think he is at the top. I mean, I think he's, I, I don't think, right, right. We don't know what he's thinking, but I would imagine he probably feels like he's never going to get back to hundred percent. And if you are a top athlete like that, do you want to play at 85? My guess. And also let's, let's be honest. Like he's going to have a whole nother career. Like he's going to come back and he's going to have a whole nother career as something big. I don't know if it's an announcer or, you know, no, on think, or something. he's, but he's not done. We're not like, it's, you know, he's not out to pasture. I honestly don't see him coming back to baseball at all. I don't think he's that kind of guy. I see him being a great dad. I think he's going to be a family man and he wants to do family things. And he has enough money to do that. So, yeah. and his kids are still young, you know, and he's got pretty much two, what are they even a year old yet? They're about a year old now, aren't they, Jen? No, I think they're older. Uh, I mean, well, they're he does still. A ton. He does a ton. He and his wife do a ton of like charity and philanthropy work. And I just think yeah. he's got a whole nother career coming. I think you might see him in and out of um, at giant, at giants things, but. I don't think he's going to make a career out of it. I, I think he's getting away to, to be a family man. He want, you know, wants to spend time with his family. I just see Buster. He's a great, he's a true pro. I'll, I got it. I'll give him that. The guy, he did it the right way. He's a pro's pro. And I literally, you know, unlike Tom Brady, who you just, I don't know what he's going to do. I just see Buster settling down and wanting to, to be with his family. Uh I'll tell you the person that should be the most nervous about Buster is is Gabe 
right? Because all Buster needs to do is pick up the phone and say, I want to manage the Giants. And whoever's sitting in that that office is gone. <laughs> and it's Buster's team. And that's kind of the way that they're – I felt like that with Jeter with New York. If he would have wanted to manage the Yankees, who was going to tell him no? Sorry, you can't manage the club, right? Um, you know, maybe three or four years in if you stop producing – Sure. I feel that same way about Kershaw and the Dodgers, Mike. If Kershaw decides that he wants to manage at some point, bye-bye Dave Roberts. Right? I love so. Dave Roberts, though. I would say bye-bye Bob Guerin. Let Clayton sit sit in Bob Guerin's spot for a couple of years, and then, then he can have it. Possible, but if I'll tell you, if Buster wants to manage, I'm sure that the Giants will make it happen <laughs> somehow. If not, people like Jen will once it hits the press, people like Jen will go a little crazy, right? Yeah. I'd rather him be like an announcer or something. Yeah. Which, by the way, all the respect to your your announcer's um, wife. That was pretty sad. Unexpected over the weekend or something like that that I heard. Yeah. Oh, who passed away? I'm sorry. I didn't. Who passed away? Yeah. It was Kipe's wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't hear. What did she pass away from? Because he's fighting cancer. I know, right? That's the that was the. They, the last I read, they hadn't disclosed it yet. Yeah, well, I, I looked. I don't know. I mean, was it like sudden, out of nowhere type stuff, or had she been fighting something? No, I think yeah. it was sudden. It was uh, unexpected. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's not good for him and his health because he's fighting cancer himself. Or was, I don't, you know, I don't I know. He has, I thought he had um, like MS or um, like a muscle degenerative sort of. No, Dwayne Piper has cancer. Mike Kruko has that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mike Kruko is the one that's like Lou Gehrig's disease type stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's considered. And Lou see, Gehrig's and so that's why I'm saying like Buster could come back as an announcer because I think when they travel to some stadiums. Kruko can't fly. He can't go because, yeah, or he can't, like, if it's not accessible, you know, like some of the older stadiums, like he can't make it to the box. Right. Because I I have seen him um, when we get to games early, um, he, they drive him around in a golf cart. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. One time. When I, one time I was working for Wild Turkey and I sent them a basket and they called me to say thank you. They were very oh, nice. nice. Oh, really? I did, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that sucks. I, I, I've listened to KMBR this week and that's funny. I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Yeah. It came up. We were actually going to put it up on Top Fans uh, front page the other day, but haven't gotten around to it. We wanted more details, but yeah, it's sad. Um, Mike, your closing comments on 2022. What are you concerned about? What are you looking forward to? Well, I'm concerned about there being a season, and I'm it's we're almost relegated to it not starting on time now. Um, and just like I, I told you earlier, it's my own little protest. And I love baseball, but if we don't play 162 games, I'm not going to a game this year. I just you know. I find it petty and yeah, nope, that I'm not down with that at all. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. It's, uh, 
I um, I sure hope we get this figured out by Monday so that we can yeah. start on time. Yeah, and, I mean, with COVID and, and, and all the stuff that we've had recently yeah. with baseball and their numbers dwindling, I mean, probably in the last 15 years, baseball's numbers, have they're dwindling every year. Yeah. You know, the they're not gaining younger fans anymore. And it it's the older generation like us that are, the you know, the ones that are hanging in there for baseball, you know, and then they're they're. They're blowing it big time. Baseball's blowing it. They better read the room and read it real quick. Yeah, I posted an article about this a couple of weeks ago, and I, I, I felt like I quoted back to the future. I felt like I remember when Marty McFly goes back in the future and he's sitting at his mom's kitchen table with his grandparents and everything, and they pull up the old honeymooners. He says, "I've seen this one before. This one's a classic." Yeah. I felt like that's what we're doing. Like we've seen this before. And the last time we had this, it took four years and two guys that were juicing to have a home run competition, McGuire and Sosa. Yep. Now what's it going to take for us to get out of this? So, yeah. Anyways, Jen, thank you for being on tonight. Mike, thank you for being on tonight. Stick around for a second. Um, Top fans, this is fun. This is a good uh, rivalry. We'll have to do this more often and, and get these two on a little bit more. But uh, hopefully they enjoyed it. Hopefully you're enjoying it too. Feel free to leave any comments you want on the website, uh, over the podcast, download it on, on Spotify or on the topfan.com, topfanrivalry.com um, webpage. You can get it there. Um, it'll be up this weekend. So we're looking forward to having both of you on again at some point. Uh, talk to more baseball. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You bet. Have a good night now.